so glad you asked. It's gel. It's sexy hair. That's my new hair gel. What? You ask. Hard up. Just, I don't know about that. Hard holding gel. So I use the same hair gel for like 20 years. And it was like this ice spike. And like it literally. Is it, like, just, is it blue in like in a yeah, bottle that's all blue? It kind, of, it kind of looks like this. Yes. Uh, but I did not actually. But it's a big bottle, that. right? Hold it on. comes in like a large bottle. I'm pretty sure my brother a, used to use that when he was like a little kid. Okay, that's cool. And then <laughs> I didn't mean it like um, that. Here's that. Bottle. Yes, yes. Okay, so they they like stopped selling it, and oh, like no. I looked on I looked on like line, like a bottle is like twenty nine ninety nine because it's hard to get, and I was like I'm complaining, and Caitlin's like, well, let me just why don't you try this? And I said yeah. sure, and it's actually been good. Like it's okay. You it's like a good it? change. Yeah, I do. And you can get it. It's accessible. It's a little weird that it's blue because you like put it on and I'm like, my fucking hair is going to be blue. Yeah. But it doesn't. So it was a big change for me. Hair yeah. Job. Big sexy hair. I, they big have good sexy hairspray. hair. Hard up. Come on, marketing folks. Like someone. They did marketing. it on purpose. Come on. Like let's. They did let's, it on purpose. Let's just chill. So I mean, so we can talk my... about phrasing. I don't know if you heard Mike Leach this week. I did. I, I did. Yes. Yeah, there's lots, but there's also like, it's a lot of it's like repeat, like no coach likes NIL and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. We could just kind of wax through and, and see yeah. where it goes. Yeah. We obviously have to discuss live. Yes. It's just getting out of control. Let me fix it this is. hair. Speaking it's getting hair, annoying. I tried using my Dyson air app. This is, this should be called the hair episode. Um, I have a Dyson air app, which is, I, the reason I have it is because you can like dry your hair with like a brush at the same time. And that's the way I like to to think of it, that it's a two in one. Um, okay. But you can also like curl your hair with it. Have you ever heard of these? The Dyson Airwrap? I thought it was a vacuum. I'm going to be fucking complete. <laughs> it took me until you said you were combing your hair with it. I was like, I, I. Legitimately thought it was a vacuum. Um, okay. So clearly when you're using it's it as a tool on your hair, I'm like. <laughs> you're like, wow, Paige, really? Really trying to get your money's worth out of a Dyson. Yeah. Um, sorry. Which is fair. They do make vacuums. <laughs> I'm not using vacuums. Is it the same Dyson? No. I mean, yes, it's the same brand. Yes. That's fascinating. Are we just leaving this in the pod, by the way? Should we just like. <laughs> yeah, we are. Whatever. Whatever. We <laughs> we'll start. Crack your beard. Soft opening. It doesn't matter. This is too good a or content it's hard to leave up. out. Hard up. There's the name <laughs> of the episode. Did you see, by the way, that someone on Twitter got mad at me for swearing? Uh, said, oh, I think I muted them. Because, you know, God bless the mute button. But someone said, someone commented on my swearing and made me self-conscious. Like, is my mouth that bad? Um, oh, please. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me that I needed to watch my mouth and be more ladylike. Oh, but, but yes. So I'm going to make it to this person. Okay. Who clearly, I don't know and doesn't, didn't like me very much. I don't know if he I said like I was it. like a child or something or like not mature. <laughs> I mean, it was clearly with the whole Rude. vacuum thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. I've, I've heard a lot worse on Twitter. This wow. one was like, there's enough, um, you know. There's enough reality in this that that I'm I'm gonna try to be better. 
about swearing. I'm so good about not swearing in front of my kids, by the way. I don't know like, how you do that because I, I can turn it, turn on, it and on and off. I cannot. That See, I'm terrible at that. That's why I've tried really hard not to swear. And like, you'll see me if you listen. I mean, people who listen to this podcast obviously know. You'll hear, if you go back and listen where I swear, there's a little bit of hesitation where I say like the F word or shit or things like that. It took me a while on the pod. I was like limping into them on the pod before, but now, no, it's like, you know, it's how we talk. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And you know, me in person, this is not me exaggerating. Like I'm, I'm not like a rampant cursor, but I know it's part of like to express viewpoints. Like, yeah, it's it's for emphasis. That's what's for emphasis. Yeah. So it's Um, really not that bad. uh, Okay. Well, we should start. I don't know. We could just still talk about this, but it's great to see you. Um, do you have, are you, do you have any, I don't think I have as bad a FOMO on media days as I thought I would missing out. Mm-hmm. Does it seem like way more chill this year? Like, I did receive a text, um, well, a text and a DM about a karaoke night happening. So now I, I'm feeling sad. Yeah. So that, that hurt a little bit. It was like, Hey, guess where we're going? Is it tonight like, or was it last night? I well, don't know. Tonight being- I yeah, it's like they usually, damn it. See, now I've got FOMO. But I will say, it feels like media days with as much stuff as like blowing up in college football mm-hmm. feels pretty reserved. It I, feels light, yeah. but it feels like people care more about what, I think, I don't know. Like I just, I was actually kind of happy seeing my timeline go off of like quotes from coaches and things they were saying that had nothing to do with football that just made me really happy. Oh, I, I am too. Like, this is the, we talked about last week. Like, this is the start. Like, you and I got to, like, talk content here. Like, yeah. maybe after we record this, like, we started. You talk like, work. We got to, we got to, like, get to work, which is awesome. Um, But it is like the unofficial start and camps are going to be starting up and I get excited. So let's go through SEC, which, by the way, they have it four days now. Like, yeah, which it, is it could be, it could be two, but whatever. I mean, um, no, they're going to keep expanding, so there's going to be more teams to be at these things. So, what was the? Give me something interesting from SEC. Like, what, what, what topic that they've hit? And they've hit a lot of them. Do you think was the most interesting thus far? Interesting. Um, I would go with Nick Saban saying what he wanted people to know about him was how good of a house cleaner he was. Um, I particularly didn't see that one come in. Coming like I think we usually see him make jokes here and there, but yeah, when somebody asked him like, "What do you?" If someone doesn't know Coach Saban, like, "What do you want them to know about you?" And he was like, "How good I clean? I've been cleaning up on vacation. Go golf." Terry gives me a a list. Like he just it was just so like matter of fact, and I was like, "All right, that's not what I expected coming from you, but okay." So I'd be curious. I'd love to watch Nick work his way around a kitchen, like a cleaning the kitchen, right? Because we have a process. Um, yes. Wife and I too, now with kids, like dishes, who's handling, like it, it's a process. So Mr. Process himself, I'd love to see. Mr. Process. Like how he manages that. I don't, this, by the way, I mean, I think so there's organized. a way we could get video footage of Nick Saban cleaning a kitchen. Well, <laughs> I would very much like that. Okay, uh, so I'll ask. That would actually, like, we need sponsors page. That is a ticket to sponsorship, I feel like. Exclusive Saban kitchen cleaning access. I don't know how much more access I'll get to Alabama, but who cares? Like, if we can get that, um, everything else can come second. But I could see him 
being a just a brilliant, organized, uh, probably really nice appliances too. Like yes. everything just seems like it's Alabama Top-notch. of the kitchen cleaning. But yes. I do also with that, in all seriousness, I don't think you used to get this from Sabin. Like, That's what I why I found it so interesting. Well, it's like Tiger now. And and obviously they've had very different um last ten years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um but Tiger is mellowing out in probably because he has to and like seeing the end of the tunnel. But I think you've seen a lot of that from Nick. Like mm-hmm. he's he's able probably to be himself more freely. He knows that he's gonna be there. Um the other thing I found interesting about his comments, by the way, did you see the talk of retirement, which he's been answering for the last I don't know, eight of his 16 years there. Yeah. Basically accusing coaches of negative recruiting. I thought that was fascinating because I think it is probably a battle that he fights every day. And yet every time he answers it, like I believe him when he says, I don't know when I want to be done. I thought it was an interesting way of confronting it though. It's a little confrontational, like Kirby, Jimbo, players that they're competing against, like Mm -hmm. cut the shit. Like, stop telling kids I'm going to retire in your recruiting pitch. Yes, that was very Isn't that so sad that, like, that's how you, like, have to go about it? Like, that just makes me laugh. And also, like, at what – we'll know. We'll know when he's ready to be done. Like, I think there will be, like, signs that it's coming. Well, it, it – when we're talking about it and I realize he's 70, mm-hmm. it does make me sad. Like, it makes me sad because he can't – he won't do this forever. No. Um, but he still does it so well and he's in such great shape and he looks it and he sounds it and his energy level is high. But like, could you imagine doing that? Like I, he's basically twice as old as I am and he's coaching the best. Like, I can't imagine having the energy level he does or having the energy level to confront the rumors of his retirement. But he's probably used to that by now, too, because, again, we do this at this point like every single year. Yeah. But I do hope some some reporter asks a coach eventually why they used in a recruiting pitch uh, that Nick was retiring. I find that's what he said to do. So I think it'd be kind of funny to get that. But what did you find interesting besides our guy, Nick? Um, I OK, I want to be careful here because I, I kind of appreciate but of all the quotes and all the things on my timeline, um, Vanderbilt football saying, you know, they're going to be the best program in the country generated the most response. Now, this is the head coach, Clark Lee, who they were 2-10 and 10 last year. They were really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanderbilt is in an impossible conference, really good school. If you were going to boot out an SEC team, you'd probably boot out Vanderbilt. But his comments of, you know, quoting this, we know in time Vanderbilt football will be the best team in the country. Okay, it is 80% hilarious. Okay, I want to, if I'm mixing this cocktail, it's 80% hilarious and 20%, what else is he supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yes. part of me feels bad because, like, if he doesn't think that or even say that, then why do what he does? And yet, the internet had a field day with that because it's Vanderbilt and they'll never be the best program in college football. And so I'm, I'm mixed, Paige, because part of me is like, yeah, that's a coach doing what he's got to do. Yeah. And yet... There's got to be some awareness when he's saying that as well. And, and he probably meant to say that because he knows what kind of response he's going to get too. Yeah. I also think like at some point you can say, oh, we're the best program in the country. Meaning and like truly believe it in the sense of like, yeah, we're not the winningest program in college football history or we're not going to win as many games. But like we have a good culture. And I think maybe that's the the way that he was going. And 
when you're semi newer to that, then you try and talk it up a little bit. But yeah, that that's that's a tough look. It really is. It it's not a great look. And then I don't know the other thing that I thought Kirby Smart was. Do we remember like Kirby won a national title last year? Like, and he's just kind of <laughs> like rolling out same like. I think him coming out about talking about Stetson Bennett mm-hmm. and how people are still doubting him. Um, I don't know if people are doubting Stetson Bennett at this point. Like, I don't know if we can doubt, like the dude did that thing. So when he says like people are still doubting it and yet like he almost transferred because like their quarterback room is insane right now. I just, yeah. I don't know if I was intrigued by Kirby's commentary as much as I was like jump started as like, I am super interested to watch what happens at Georgia because you've got a walk-on that just won a title with one great half and one really not great half. And then you've got like a few studs that are kind of waiting in the wings to take over. So I just, I don't know if Kirby said anything, you know, terribly interesting on that, but I am just so curious at that position. And I think it's going to be really weird from the, from the jump here. Yeah. It's a very odd thing to say. It's almost like he wants to like bring some sort of attention to their team. Like you said, did we forget that they, like, it's not like we forgot Georgia existed, but, I mean, it's not the same as normal title winners coming in and, like, the hype around it and everything. There's still a lot of, like, doubt. And also, like, Kirby is known for not making the best quarterback decisions. No offense before this. Um, Correct. And so, yeah, it's questionable that he, I mean, is he going to be loyal to a guy that maybe is not as good on the field as maybe should be because he won a a national championship. I don't know. I don't know. But the thing that pissed me off about Kirby's press conference was that he was talking about um, before last season, how he was like really just, it was really stressful with everything going on in terms of COVID and everything happening. And he made the comment of he almost resigned and stepped down because it was so exhausting. I think it was used for hyperbole and the internet took it and ran with it. And I, it was the most clickbaity thing of all time. And it was so frustrating because I was like, Kirby wasn't saying he was going to step. He was like, Oh man, I wasn't doing well. So I was going to step down and resign. That's not the comment he made. And that was all that was taken out of context of a much larger point he was trying to make. And he was exaggerating for sure. It just was so ridiculous. That's the part about media days. And I'm like, you guys, come on. You got me to click an article that said, Kirby said he was going to reside before he won a national championship, which makes the storyline like that much better. Like, oh, wow, he stayed and they ended up winning and beating Bama. and blah. It's like, oh, God. OK, OK. We could have focused yeah. on a lot more important things during the week. But that um, that was ridiculous. That paid for the trip for some yeah. people like that paid for the trip alone. The last thing I'll say mm. about Kirby. And again, not necessarily something he said that's particularly intriguing. But Eric Gilbert, who went to Georgia from last year, uh, mm-hmm. excuse me, came from LSU to Georgia, was supposed to be the player, their off- their best offensive player, um, tight end, wide receiver, whatever you shape him as, missed all last year. We don't know why. He kind of referenced academics being a big problem in his uh, when he was speaking today. But he basically said he was a little heavy this spring and he's gonna, they expect him to be here the fall. If he's healthy and able, like – Georgia's tight end, it, it's the greatest depth chart of tight ends ever. Bowers, our guy down now, Washington. And you throw this guy in the mix, like at LSU when he played, he was phenomenal. 
I am super intrigued uh, to see him because I was really intrigued last year. It was a bummer not for him not to get on the field. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully whatever was going on is no longer going on because he's special. So yeah, there was a lot. I like Kirby's actually had some meat other than the clickbait stuff, which is kind of hilarious that you got mad about it. It just annoyed but, me because um, it's like, that's not real. It's not true. Your headline that says Kirby smart almost resigned is you taking a small quote of what he said. And it just, that bothers me, especially knowing what goes into that. Like you can read the whole quote and know exactly what happened. Um, and why he said it, but it was just kind of ridiculous. But I mean, there were a ton of ridiculous press conferences. I forgot that Mike Leach is just a content king when it comes to this stuff about the most random stuff. Like he oh is just, I mean, he was talking about the guy who invented neckties today. He's like, if we have a time machine. We need to go back and, and get rid of that guy. That guy's in some big trouble. Honestly, I could see oh Mike God. Leach being a guy who's like working on a time machine. For sure. And somehow <laughs> succeeds. Yeah. But doesn't go where he wants to go and goes back like 4,000, 4 million yeah. years. Like, He's like, there's no football uh, here. There's, no, the there's pirates, but there's no football here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he is, he's been quiet. Like, I, I, I don't know if that's by design, but he had a stretch of, of content, like, off-seasons where he was, like, king of the off-season. Now you get your dose here. And, again, I think people down there will probably be happy about that. Um, yeah. Given the state of the world, I think Mike would have some very interesting opinions on life and otherwise. Yeah. God bless him. Um, no, I love I, – I still like listening to him in talks because it's like when you're trying to convey a thought page, like we're trying to, you know, react to whatever I'm going to say. Mike does that – like his brain and his mouth are just working. Yeah. It's like he's working through a thought but while, you're t while he's talking, which yeah. I've always kind of enjoyed. And then – the only th uh, the only other thing I I I, I think Sankey is fine. I think Greg Sankey's fine. Uh, I think he's done a pretty good job with the SEC too. Yeah, largely. Um, I don't like the whole puffy chested, like you know, big bad SEC thing. Mm -hmm. Feel I feel like at this point you could just be above that. Like the other, a lot of the other conferences are just in turmoil. Teams oh. are fighting for their life. It comes off that way sometimes when it's like, you know, ripping the Big Ten or saying, you're talking about the automatic qualifiers with the playoff. Like, he, it was subtle, which, again, this is what he's supposed to do, which is generate interest in the conference. Yeah. And, like, is, is, is it necessary at this point to be that way? Like, about this stuff, do we have to go there? Yeah. It just seemed weird. Like you said, it kind of just felt like you don't need to go in. Like everybody knows that you guys are dominant. Everybody knows that you have a super conference already and that moving Texas and Oklahoma there was that for you that move for you guys. Um yeah, it it felt weird and also the it's just like funny cuz he reiterated sort of what we we already knew. Like the SEC doesn't really have to do anything right now. They just need to like sit back and watch and then they'll like pick from whatever scenario happens. And go, okay, we want this team. We want that team. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. Um, and they're going to have their way in terms of what they, what that conference becomes um, over the next, I don't know, year. Because, again, we're still waiting on things to happen with other conferences, which we'll get to eventually. Um, but, yeah, it was very odd. Um, but our guy, Lane Kiffin, was pretty chill at um, SEC Media Days. Very chill. But I I believe you've seen this video because it, it originated on TikTok yes. and made its way to Twitter. So I know that you have seen it. Um, his daughter filmed. Not old, but like 
I mean, you admitted that like last just, time. I would I, love no, for you I'm to be on TikTok because it's it's a perfect. It's a you're you're right. Like you're, yes. you're just. I know right. that you saw it. I didn't have to send it to you. I I um I tried to save it and send it to you when I originally saw it because I follow his daughter on TikTok for this specific pur- purpose. Um, and she was at the mall and she told him how much she spent at Zara. Now I have a question: Did you know what Zara was before this no. video? Do you no. know what it is? Um, I now kind of know what it is. Okay, but um, and you. Yes. After watching the video, I know what it is, um, <laughs> but I did not going into it. It's like <laughs> the whole vacuum situation earlier. Yeah. I'm very cut dry. Just need to know what's going on. Sadly. Not great. I can't wait until your kids get to like middle school and high school. Just the stuff you're going to be exposed to. It's going to be bad. It's not going to go well. I, it's I, just I know that. Be very interesting. You're like, Paige, Olivia said this. And I'm like, Oh, she did. You're like, why? What's that mean? Yes. Um, that's how it's going to go. But um, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious because she said she spent like 700 and something dollars at Zara and he like fake checks his pulse. And he's like such a dad. Like he is the epitome of a goober. Like we, I mean, he had, there's many stories about him out there, but like the dad, Lane Kiffin is probably my favorite version. Like the full on dad mode Lane Kiffin is just great content. Even if it was like a forced reaction. Lane Kiffin is also making a $7.25 million a year. So now that being said. But isn't his daughter like 14, 15 and she's like spending $700 on clothes? I just, it. we've done this like the last, I don't know. Now it's like three, four years. I guess the Lane Kiffin character resurrection he has like come so far and he keeps going further from like the guy that got embarrassingly fired on the tarmac that yeah. everyone hated. And now he continues to generate content, even when he's not really trying. This might have been staged. Who knows? All I mean, he is he got a dog and now his dog has a Twitter account. So like he is always about the content. Everything he does in life is for the content. And he which I appreciate. Job. I very much appreciate. Don't get me wrong. I appreciate no. it. It's smart. I, I just this content is like a new, like he did the shocking Twitter stuff. Like he did all of that. This is like the next, uh, maturation of Lane Kiffin content, which is the dad side of things, which I like. And I just like, even his outfit, he's like board shorts, just chilling. Just, I mean, everything about it is perfect. Like that is perfect off season content. Yeah. Excellent off season content. Another excellent form of off season content is when players call out reporters which I find yes. very fascinating. So Caleb Williams got upset this week at a report that was supposedly from his dad saying that like Oklahoma fans were part of the reason that he left. And it was just very, very strange. I but, go ahead. Well, hold on. Cause I, I had not really seen this until you put it on the dock. Okay. Which is just me being oblivious, not a TikTok thing. Just me being oblivious. Um, did his dad actually say this? That's the I, thing. Is he it said that his dad did it, and the reporter was like, I'm more than willing to talk to you. I don't know. I, supposedly, he was upset. The original report was that Caleb didn't like how Oklahoma fans reacted to him being in the transfer portal, and that led to his decision. Oh, oh, they were go- he was gone already. I mean, that's the other thing about this. This was like an inevitability, right? Like, am I, I like, am I crazy here? Um, yeah. So, and 
And then he said, want to take this down? The fans and my old teammates are the reason I almost stayed. So the whole thing. And then he said, more than happy to have. So the reporter said, more than happy to have you and your dad for an interview to share your side. All I can go on is quotes given to others. Okay, first of all, when are you ever supposed to go on quotes given to you by others? So, okay. I, I'm understanding now. So he got the quotes secondhand from people and then just reported them? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to go well. I don't um, even know that he like was saying that he was quoting, he, giving quotes. He was just saying, oh, I heard that Caleb's dad was saying this. And then the best part about this whole thing is we, the reporter goes, yeah, I'm more than willing to have you guys on for an interview. Okay, so now you're going to ask for an interview instead of actually getting the, the stuff firsthand? That just seems very strange. Uh, okay, so let's talk through the actual what happened here, right? Lincoln Riley leaves. He goes to Southern Cal. Like, at that point, regardless of what happens with the transfer portal, Caleb Williams is likely gone. Because you could play with this coach, the coach that recruited him in L.A. He could go play anywhere and and, his coach left. I had, I don't, Oklahoma, yeah, this is nothing, I don't, I I mean, I'm just giving you my opinion. This is not reported. It's like, wouldn't you have to go? Like the transfer portal, were people surprised by this when he put his name in the portal? Like, of course they're going to be, like Oklahoma fans got kicked in the groin like pretty repeatedly for like two and a half weeks. Yeah. Or whatever it was. So like people are not going to be happy. The way it's, yes, I would understand though, if you're Caleb Williams, you don't want your relationship with a fan base. Like that's not something you want perceived, especially if it's not true. Yeah. That like made to be a villain when you're clearly not. Like even most diehard OU fans would be like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, I get it. Right. I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that kind of where we landed here? Yeah. And yeah, and the whole thing is just kind of stupid, but it gave me very big Baker vibes. Must be like an Oklahoma quarterback thing that like you call out people who are saying shit about you that's not true. I, I, it's also just bizarre, just to tie a bow, that he reported that his dad said that he was mad, but he reported it not talking to his dad, but talking to someone who apparently talked to his dad. That's not great. From a journal, I'm not going to be Joe journalism. That's not what I like to do. Like, oh, those are like, that's just not a great way to relay information that you know is going to be very volatile and hot to touch. I'm wondering if he got this because he tweeted just a picture of a graphic that says, Caleb Williams' dad says, oh, you fans drive his son away. And he said, reacting to this, mine is, this is beyond ridiculous. So he wasn't agreeing with it. But like, where did it come from? But like, where did it come from? And why would you, and I think that was the point is like, why would you even give that legs it's almost like you know what happened with espn where they got their like um source from like ball sack online or something yes did you see that i did it's amazing i mean um and i feel like someone just made this as like a way to do that and like why would you put that out there if you don't agree with it it's basically them trying to generate content yes and then asking for an interview it's a really it's it's interesting though because everybody i feel like agrees in this and yet the graphic, which has nothing, like, like no it's context like why? Yeah, whatsoever. No context. It's like, not like reports says to so-and-so, like, nothing. Nothing is on there. It's just very weird. It is very weird. Um, no, I, um, 
Caleb's got to do his thing. Uh, and it is just an odd, I'm just going to start tweeting news stories page, like <laughs> in graphics, like fake news, literal fake, fake news, news stories, graphics. just, but like shitty, like, like sketch it graphics. Like, <laughs> just me, you know. Like, What's that one that people make fun of all the time for their bad graphics, like clutch sports or something? That it's going to be me, like a <laughs> fake head, like a transfer head, you know, Arch Manning transferring to Alabama and I'll just like color his Texas jersey like bright red. That's going to be me. And then I'm going to be like, well, I heard it from Arch's dad's, you know, Cousin's best, best friend's friend. dog's girlfriend. Like that's going to be my, and I'll generate content. Let it be known. It's like your Kirby Smart thing. Yeah. Like is going to retire. Um, <laughs> so speaking of content or their lack thereof, the, can we call the Alliance officially dead? The Alliance is dead, right? The Alliance is so dead. Okay, so it was dead when the Big Ten started grabbing teams, but now Big 12 and Pac-12, which they've been discussing, I guess, options the last two weeks, are off. Now, this is kind of interesting to me. So they're not exploring a partnership. Meaning they were just going to completely merge is what the... Yes, that's, that's, that's it, right? Well, that's exactly it, is... How would you do this beneficially? Like, no one's going to make more money. If your team starts scheduling teams out of conference, like, who cares, right? I, actually, I would like that. I shouldn't say who cares. I would care. I think it would be fun. But from a financial standpoint, it's not going to move the needle. So I'm wondering, what now? And I think you said it. They're not going to merge. So is the poaching going to begin or, or the attempted poaching going to begin? I mean, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like they just couldn't agree to merge the two. And so now it's going to become who can get whose teams to come to their conference. And there's going to be a lot of teams left out. It's going to be very strange. I don't know. I it, it This is all very weird. As our resident Pac-12 correspondent of the pod, <laughs> how would you have felt about a merger? Um... I would have been fine with it because I feel like you're getting a lot from both sides. I think it's a weird hill for the Big 12 to die on to be like, we are fine. We're better off this way. I agree. I think it's very, very weird. Like, what is it in terms of, I guess there are some decent Big 12 football teams and their basketball conference is pretty solid, but I just am not... Sure, in terms of like TV revenue and like the options you can have with the Pac-12, why you wouldn't consider that. And I, I don't know. I, I maybe they're confident that they can just poach like the good Pac-12 teams and and say f you to the conference as a whole. I don't. I have well, no idea. Well, that's the so so the Big Twelve last week. You have the commissioner come up there and say we're open for business, right? Yeah. And but who are you open for business for? Because. Uh, Big Ten, they ain't leaving. SEC, no. I mean, ACC, who knows? But probably not. Um, Is this become, it's going to become like a game of battleship here where like the first strike, it feels like the first decision, potential decision of someone changing conferences could be significant, doesn't it? Like that's kind of what I felt like is it's like a game of chicken Mm -hmm. because um, if one leaves, we keep saying this about every time somebody leaves, like, oh, there's going to be more. And there's not. It hasn't been that way. But I am curious with these two, if one does leave, what happens after that? You know yeah. what I mean? And and so that's, 
clearly they both have confidence in what they're doing, but is that public confidence or is that, you know, behind the curtain confidence? Yeah, I'm kind of curious too if this is also partially because they know that there are other conferences, for example, the ACC, that they could work with and get better offers and deals out of. Um, Correct. This is, I mean, it sucks because this is going to be not only, I mean, we've talked about it a little, not only is it going to affect, you know, football programs and things like that, but it affects like whole athletic departments and it it makes things very logistically complicated. And like, I, I don't, there's no like deadline of when these decisions need to be made. I mean, for the Pac-12, they're going to need to figure something. I mean, they could realistically go back to the Pac-10 um, and be fine, but I don't think you want to do that in a world where everyone's expanding and getting bigger and better. So I don't know what the resolution is to this. Um, and I my concern is that it's going to end up with the Pac-12 teams probably splitting between ACC and, and Big 12. And and everybody just, loses like everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. I don't think ne- there's a world. I honestly don't think that there's a world where I think the PAC 12 is going to be like done as a conference. That sadly, like if I had to guess, which by the way, I have no information on this whatsoever. This is strictly a guess, but make in terms of like, in terms yeah, making it, we're going to make a graphic yeah. and say the PAC 12 will dissolve by the end of the year. Um, perfect. <laughs> um, but it just the way things are going, I think the Pac-12 right might run out of like legs to stand on, especially losing USC and UCLA, and also the fact that the state of California is gonna sue UCLA yes. and try to get them yes. to stop, which we need to talk about. This is, this is we, a clown show. It's a straight okay. up clown show. I, I'm, I'm so annoyed by this. I like if somebody. This is like basically being in a relationship. And one person being like, hey, you know what? I don't I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. And you're like, mm, you know what? I don't actually like that. So I'm just going to pretend like we're still in a relationship. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. If they don't want to be here, don't don't force them here. Figure something else out. This whole like suing because we didn't like. And also the fact that like the governor of California is acting like this is an academic move. Like this is about academics. And oh, no, like I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't so want to he, hear it at all. And he's also on the use, uh, the Cal board, correct? He's um, is he? That makes sense. He's I believe graphic this. Uh, <laughs> I thought he has an involvement with Cal. Okay, hold on. I'm sure he does, have, which would make more sense. It just the whole thing, like I said, the whole Pac-12. This is why I don't think it's going to work out for the Pac-12 because it's a complete and utter clown show. Um, Pac-12 believe, teams are going to dip so quick. But, like, don't you have bigger shit to worry about? In the like, state of California, yeah. In the do. state of California. Don't, like, isn't, and also, aren't you going to allow just these entities to kind of free market, make themselves money? Like, UCLA was broke. <laughs> like, that's the other part of this. Like, this is saving sports. Like, if, if you want to argue this, like, just the morals of this, right? Mm-hmm. I get it. If I'm Cal or involved in Cal, I'm pissed. But UCLA, this probably saves UCLA from having to cut sports, mm-hmm. which from an outsider, I have no, no, I'm I'm not involved in this whatsoever. I, I just like some drama. That seems like a good thing. 
And yep. if, yeah, it sucks, but this whole thing sucks. If you've got an issue with Cal being left out, buddy, get in line. Like, here's a giant scroll list of all the things in college football that is not good for, you know, other entities or people or you name it. Yeah. I also am so annoyed with people being like, well, the two strongest schools in the conference, Oregon and Washington. Look, Washington. Oh, boy. Has not been relevant for a few years. In football. Correct. So why, what, okay. They're not very good in basketball either, are they? Um, They were-ish. When I was when I was in school. No, 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 no. I meant like in the last 10 years. Um, Whatever. But, whatever. But yeah. it just like, I. this is going to be like a pissing match between like who thinks they're the best team or school and who can sell themselves to somebody else. It's um, going to end up being kind of ugly. It I is. Think, for fact, you know what? Well, you know what it's going to end up to. UCLA is going to go to the Big Ten, and it's going to be fine. And so mm-hmm. is USC. Yeah. And I do feel bad for Cal. I just feel less bad when this kind of stuff comes up in the way that it has, and it's presented in that way. But that's the sport. It's to be fair, business. Cal has dug their own grave the last couple of years. So I don't. That's I, true. I, figure it out. Like that. I think that's my frustration. Is I'm like, how is it possible that? You're considered a power five conference and you can't figure this out. Um, It's a game of chicken now and we'll see who budges. And speaking of what, this is a good transition. This is our weekly talk about live golf. And I got to say, I'm getting tired of this. Yeah. And, and I'm, I just am, I am kind of in awe at the way that live is strategically hitting the news cycle. Like it's smart what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I said last week, I am truly in partnership with the PGA tour to a degree. So I'm team PGA tour through and through, but the live is going like about this with like the death by a thousand cuts and able to pony up huge amounts of money for Henrik Stenson. Cause they know he's the Ryder cup captain. That's what you're doing. You're paying many millions of dollars for a press release, right? He's not any good anymore. No one cares. I am just in awe at the way they are sort of systematically like boom, boom, boom. Charles Howell, who I've actually always liked, I saw today, came over. Paige, it's, I want it to end. I don't, the the biggest thing now, I think people who were maybe criticized the PGA Tour for the money or criticized Liv, everyone's kind of like, this sort of really sucks for golf. Sort of college football, Paige. Who's looking out for our best interests? Yeah. Who's who? What is what is the end game here? Right? No one seems to really care about what the fans want again. No, and I also just find it so strange having watched this unfold, and it's just going to keep going. That it started as okay, this is not going to be a thing. A few guys will go; they'll take the money. Then it became the um word tour of I'm not going, I wouldn't go, I'm dedicated to the PGA tour. Then we got, okay, a lot of people that said they were staying are now going. Why did they even go through the the motions of saying that they were staying? Did the price go up? Were they doing that to drive the price up? And now you're seeing personalities like 
Charles Barkley and say that he would, <laughs> he said some pretty ridiculous things, but they're like, could live poach Charles Barkley away from NBA on TNT inside the NBA. Let me tell you, that would upset me so much more than anything else. Like, don't fuck with something else besides golf. Like, fine, you can have your way with PGA Tour and you can do whatever, but ruining a NBA weekly staple is not okay with me. That's where I draw the line. Um, and it's just gotten to a point where it's it's weird. It's like, I don't know if maybe they just need to say you can do both and just let it be what it is. That's what and, needs to happen. Yeah, and it's like, I don't understand why this became such a line in the sand thing. I mean, actually, that's not true. I do understand why it became such a line in the sand thing um, when you decide to go. But I also don't want to cave in to the, like I'm the PGA Tour. I don't want to cave in to the people that, said that like they should do that in the first place. And then they like dug their heels in the ground. I don't want them to go back on what they said of like, okay, if you're joining that, then you're not going to be a part of this because it is a privilege to be a part of the PGA tour. It, it, no, it is. And they're in a position to do this because they are, uh, you know, in that spot. I, you know, David Faraday left too, which yes. David Faraday has been like, you know, one of the voices of golf. I don't know what David Faraday made at NBC. Um, probably a lot. And I'm sure Liv probably doubled his salary and he's doesn't probably doesn't want to do this forever. Um, I kind of get it. Like I kind of get why people would leave. We talk about morals and yeah. everything else. It's just it is amazing to see how they are are going about it. And um, you know, there was um, you know, there's rumors that more. You've got the playoffs coming up, right? Um, so people are probably wanting to cash in. Um, the majors are done, so we saw an influx. Yep. Now we have the playoffs coming up. Will there be another influx? There's rumors that the guy that just won the British Open is going or had gone. Um, and he didn't seem to deny that in the in the presser afterwards. No. It's a tough question to ask, by the way, Paige. I would the, not want to ask that question. The best part was when he was talking about the beers, though, and he said, I'm going to see how many beers. I You were the first person I thought of. So shout out Cam Smith for... For saying he was going to fill the Claire jug. Did he actually find out how many beers? Uh, I don't know if he's he's followed up on that. I think the the live part completely turned it. But to the other note of this, I did see that there's also consideration for AT and T and Adidas to get involved with Live. Yeah, I think that like when the that brands, yeah. that and here's the thing is like that wouldn't have happened at the start of this, but because more and more people are starting to accept this, it's and what's so probable. funny is this happens. This happens more than we would like to admit as Americans. This is maybe a little too political, but like there are a lot of things that we use on a daily basis and involve ourselves with on a daily basis that involve the money that we technically don't want to be touching, but nobody really talks about it. It's like, oh, we're not really, you know, we're trying to just be, you know, politically correct about these things. Oh. But Liv is making it where like up close and personal, we're watching how much money from another country has so much power over sports and people. And like, that's kind of frightening. The, I agree with you, by the way, on the day-to-day -day stuff. I mean, Rory McIlroy, who um, I love, has played in, you know, tournaments and things, been paid money to appear in the Saudi type tournaments. It's different than this. You don't want to, mm -hmm. it's not apples to apples, but there's, if you want to find hypocrisies, you, yeah, uh, certainly in this can. or anything else, you can, you can very easily, uh, which makes this very difficult. But you're right. Each time this this is very clever on the news cycle. Each time the news comes, 
it becomes less of a big deal, mm-hmm. more of a formality, and you just kind of wear it down. Like when Dustin Johnson left, it was like, oh my God, Dustin Johnson. And now, granted, the names aren't as big as Dustin Johnson, but it's like, oh, wait, who left? Charles Howell, Verity. Mm-hmm. Got it. Like it, it that is clever in the wear down process. That's yeah. how this strategy, I think, was put forth. I'm also just like curious what this means for the product itself. That's the thing that's getting lost in all of this. Like you have all these players, but like realistically speaking, from what I've heard now, and now I'm irritated because now I have to tune in. Now I have to know what the product is so I can actually speak to it. But it's not something that has like major TV right deals where they can, you know, broadcast this. And to our point earlier about like being politically correct, like what major TV network is going to get involved with this and make it so it's possible for us to watch this. Because realistically speaking, those deals are not like one-year deals or whatever. It would need to be five years. And to be fair, five years from now, I don't know that this is going to even be relevant. Like, I don't think that like it will be as big of a draw. I think right now, Live is the new sexy thing because the PGA Tour has been around forever. This is the new sexy thing. It's very exciting for now, but I I don't think five years from now it will be. And that's a huge gamble to make if you're a TV executive being like, okay, we should invest in this. You know, there are things like you have to be, it has to be strategic. So I'm curious what happens with the product moving forward. And if it becomes more, cause right now it's just about paying. There's big flashy dollar signs. There's private planes with bars and they can hang out and they'll fly, fly them to and from. And the players are unbothered, but like in terms of like the quality of golf, the tournaments themselves, how you can view them, where you're getting this stuff. I, I don't think that there's a strategy there on the lives side and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm no. curious to look into the next few tournaments to sort of see what the experience is like for a fan. Cause to your point before, this isn't about the golf fan at all. This isn't about growing the game of golf. This is a play to make some guys with big wallets look good and or look better and okay because of sports makes everything better and happy. But it's just very, very strange. In this world that we live in, in terms of sports, just is freaking me out. Um, Two things. A, I told you I was going to up my beer game. Okay. okay. Um, Voodoo Ranger. Juice. Oh. I mean, look at that can. If you can't see it. Juicy Haze wearing, IPA. I, yes. Very good. Very good. <laughs> this is um, seven and a half percent. Like this one very much. Okay. The second thing. Happened to pull up the schedule today for college football. Today is, as we're recording this, it is July 20th. Okay. The first game of the season, August 26th. By the time we record like our next one, like we're within a month. We're in striking distance for week zero. You said you, you week zero person, by the way, like you team week zero. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I'm happy that there's college football and I watch it all. <laughs> so it's not like I don't watch it, but it's, I, I lock, get locked and loaded for week one because that's usually hell. I week. gotta say, I, I am team week zero. It's pushing it this year, Paige. <laughs> like yeah. It's, it, yeah, well, it I think is, it's, yeah. It is like Friday night, Nevada, New Mexico state. Um, I mean, I look, we'll be gambling on it. I was like, just going to say, we'll I was, oh, yeah, no. you took the words out of my mouth. 
really, it's going to be a gambling situation. This has nothing to do with the excitement of games and matchup and college no. football playoff. This has everything to do with gambling. Nevada minus 12 and a half for those who care. I am uh, so excited for college football gambling this year. I cannot wait. Oh my God. No, I am too. Nebraska, Northwestern, like we're a month out from this. So I am, we got more media days and then, yes. and then I think next week is when we start beefing up our previews. Yes. That yes. is, we are, we are going to break this thing down. Like, so next week is kind of the unofficial start of preview season. Hashtag it's, preview season. So our camp opens next week. Anything else um, before we say goodbye? Mm. Look at us. We got in on a decent time today. I know, even with all of our shenanigans. Uh, which, not cursing as much. Not cursing as much. That'll that'll keep you. Um, I did want to mention that I did watch a UFC fight this weekend. I was This wasn't on purpose. I legitimately, it was on at the place that I was at. Somebody asked to watch it. And I was like, oh, I remember Kramer saying this. And yeah, so I, I watched and congratulations to me on not barfing and not being, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just so afraid of fights, but maybe we'll start to do more, more UFC I, gambling. You content. know, you know, I'm in, um, I did not start. I was going to start last night. Drive survive, but you're killing me. Okay. I know. So I, it's, it's I am going to set a mandate on this. So in, um, in formula one, there's something called the summer break where they yep. take like three weeks off. Um, and like all the like factories have to shut down and everything. They actually can't work. Um, so Sounds in that amazing. three week, I need you to get caught up by the I end will. of summer break so that you can watch the actual like races during the, the season. No, I am in. Um, I, it's, it's like last night too tired trying to get the wife on board with this too. Yes. So, she has to watch. No, th- this is, this is happening. So I will be in Show her that. a picture. Actually, I'll send you a picture of Carlos signs and you can oh, show her. Great. Sure and be like, so this. Gonna, this is, are you ready? This is for you. You're like, um, I'm legitimately sending you. Cause I, not that I have is one saved. Is this who saved. you root for? No, not at all that you have one saved. No, I don't have photos saved of Formula One drivers. Why would I ever do that? Like, I don't um, understand. I need, I don't know no, her but, type, but I could probably find a driver that fits the criteria. Yeah, there's probably one. It's, um, no, I am in on this. Actually, we will watch this. And then it's, oh, here's the image. Isn't he so cute? Yeah, he is. He looks like a nice guy, too. Right? Like, he just looks like a pleasant human being to be around. Yeah, like, Carlos signs. Good, good, like. Just a good like dude. A good lift up you know guy. What? Yeah, you know what? You're right. When you watch, you'll be like, I knew he was a good guy. Great teammate. Great guy. That's, what, that's why we're going to be watching. Yes. Um. All right. So next week, preview, preview season, season begins. We'll have more talking season and a new amazing beer. Are you hey, kidding me? Hey, I'm cute. I'm cute. Hey. I'm, uh, my new computer might be here, so got to sign for it. Oh, that's exciting. It. All right. I know, we'll so go I got to get my it. new computer. But. All right. For Paige, I'm Adam. We'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.